It's that time of the year when both the leagues in India kick off. The I League is also back in Indian football, and in this episode of Injury Time, we'll be talking a lot about that league. And then, as usual, take a look at the matches that happened in the ISL. Hey, listener, and welcome to a brand new episode of Injury Time. I'm your host Naveen, and joining me today are two guests on a phone call. There's no one in the studio to begin with. I have Sandeep joining me, who missed the last episode from Bangalore. Hey, Sandeep. Hello. How are you guys? Doing good, Sandeep. How's Bangalore treating you? Bangalore is good, man. It's uh, getting colder day by day, so it's good. Getting colder day by day, and I'm assuming Delhi is no less. Orko Bhattacharya joining us from Delhi. Hey, Orko. Yeah. Hi, Naveen. Delhi is getting more polluted day by day. Oh, it's getting polluted. It's Diwali time there, isn't it? <laughs> yes. All right, guys. Let's just dive right into the I League. It kicks off on Friday. The twenty-sixth of October, Orko, a league that you claim claim to love the most in India, the I League. What do you reckon? Who's who's winning it this time round? Is Minerva defending their title, or do we have a new winner this time? Minerva, I don't see them winning the title this time. They lost a number of players to East Bengal. I actually see a lot of dark horses this time. Churchill Brothers and Chennai City. I think I have really good squads. on paper and i think we'll we'll be surprised by the quality they put out so think that this is finally mohan bagan time i'm always very skeptical about calling mohan bagan because uh, for the last two times we've seen them surprised by relatively smaller teams but what they have now is a coach who's more of a man manager someone who's very You know who's turned them into a very cohesive unit, and they also won the Calcutta Football League, so they are high on confidence. So I actually called Mohan Bagan, but I won't be surprised if any of Churchill or Chennai City pull off an upset. Well, Sandeep, do you agree to that? Two Kolkata Giants in the middle of it once again. Orko says Mohan Bagan has a really good chance of winning the title finally. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, even last year, we when we spoke, we were very clear that the only team who can beat uh themselves I mean, the only reason why these two clubs can't win is if they don't do it themselves and uh, it seems the same way again they've got good signings uh, bagan has good foreigners also and like uh, orko just said they high on confidence after winning the calcutta league so obviously they're going to be big contenders uh, then in the only small question mark for me is uh, the signing of norde who has come back only recently He's missed the preseason, so we have to see how long it will be before he can. He's, he's coming from a big injury, so it'll take him some time to get back to the heights. But uh, then signing that Henry Kesike from Kerala, Gokulam Kerala, seems like a very good uh, signing because he played very well with Dipanda Dikka. So overall, I think they are just uh, head and shoulders above everyone. Well, Orko, that's a lot about Mohan Bagan. Or what about their neighbours from the same city, East Bengal? Do you reckon their chances of going on to win this title? So East Bengal were an absolute disaster in the Calcutta Football League, uh, losing two matches to unfancied opponents, and uh, they've been taken over recently by Quest. So you would expect a bit of professionalism, but that need not necessarily translate into results on the pitch. Also, uh, they've lost their CFL title after eight years, so they are not exactly. You know, like I said, they're the opposite of Bagan. They're not high on confidence right now. I do not think East Bengal will win the title. And uh, I mean, as we've seen many times before, 
they have a tendency to implode come the business end of season so no i i stick my neck out and say no just adding on to that also in the last year we saw they got an ivy winning coach in and gave him kind of a short rope and halfway through the season or towards the end of it they had a technical director who was in the dressing room before the matches who was conducting training sessions i have i am really not uh, you know i don't know what to say about the way that club is done uh, that generally run uh, even generally kolkata clubs have you know a short uh, patience in that sense but uh, that last year this left a very sour taste in my mouth for some reason well guys that about the two kolkata teams but unlike their cash rich neighbors the isl i league has been spreading their wings across the country and this time around we have a team from kashmir playing in the league real kashmir orko we know you've been tra- you will be traveling for a few matches in kashmir what do you reckon their chances how far can they go so i think that's a romantic part of the i league that you can never predict what's going to happen to real kashmir i was speaking to bashir from real kashmir and they seem they seem upbeat about their chances because last time i don't think anybody could have predicted that meroka would enter and come second but the girls in quality at that at that level irrespective of how much you spend is low and i think i i league teams generally tend to go for it over their isl counterparts they show little fear i mean there are a variety of reasons for that but my point is that you know at home if real kashmir can pull a you know decent string of results like meroka did they are very strong in infall if real kashmir can manage a good run of results in shrinagar then they'll do well and uh, the good thing also for them is that because december to january there is a lot of snow in kashmir the ili what ili exam is that they have not held any matches at during that time so all the most many home matches have been pushed forward so real uh, kashmir will start off with a lot of home matches which is good for them so orko that was about real kashmir the team from the north of india but now moving down south what are the what are our southern neighbors saying gokulam kerala fc and chennai city sandeep what do you think their chances of winning the title if not giving a close fight in this time's i league you know in in the manner of speaking it's uh, very difficult to judge i league teams uh, because the overhaul that happens every year is so much so if you look at chennai they have lost uh, susairaj they've lost nandakumar they've lost uh, srinivas pandian uh, all the you know core good indian players that they had uh, the foreigners i'm not getting into because you know the lion share of the squad is made up of indian players and you need those good indian players to stick around and uh, the reality of the situation is although it is the re- uh, you know officially the first league it uh, isl has the bigger market so that's where most of the players end up going so uh, we have to see their new coach they have a coach akbar nawaz who's come in who's done well in you know singapore and also uh, he is a little spanish minded as well uh, as you would assume with every club that is hiring coaches in india so that way i think it's it will be interesting i really don't know how they'll shape up uh, but I, i i have my doubts about how they'll be able to adjust kerala on the other hand is a little bit more of a Uh, throw back to the old days in that sense because they tried to go the spanish coach route by hiring uh, valera and uh, it failed spectacularly and they have gone back to bino george who uh, who is a very affable man actually when you talk to him and he has got a very uncomplicated way of uh, thinking about football and uh, one of the things that they have managed to do is hold on to arjun jairaj who is their 
you know, potentially their best Indian player that they have. But uh, having said that, they've obviously lost Henry KCK. So they need goals from somewhere. Uh, and you can expect them to play just like last year. Uh, today, a couple of days ago, he was talking, Binojaj was talking, and he said, uh, you can bring Pep Guardiola here for the Indian national team and he won't win matches. So he's someone who tries to get the best out of the players he has. And uh, last year, they had a great run towards the end. So hopefully they can keep it up. Well, guys, listening to both of you all, I reckon one thing. Come what may, this year's iLeague is going to be interesting to say the least. Well, hey, listener, if you think the same, you can always write to us. But we are not done with the iLeague yet. On the other side of the short break, we'll be having more about the teams that are participating in this year's season. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Hey, listener, and welcome back to Injury Time, your one-stop shop for everything Indian football. From the south of India where Chennai City and Gokulam Kerala FC will be participating in this season's I-League, we move to the northeast, a region Orko favours a lot. Orko, coming to you, Aizwal, Neroka, Shilong, Lajong, three teams from the northeast. How do you see their chances this time around? Well, as you know, Naveen, my love for the northeast and their clubs is really well documented. And uh, I've been following them for a long time now. But I'll have to say that Lajong are odds on to be relegated this time. Uh, they've gone with an Indian squad and I have to say that also the vision might be prudent in terms of you know, spending, investing in the academy and producing players and getting returns. You would have to look at how it will affect the top team. And they have not done well in the Shillong Premier League also. Losing to Lansing twice. Lansing for the record is a I-League second division team. But they haven't looked good at all. And that's the same squad which is going to participate in the I-League. Aizol, on the other hand, has also lost a lot of its great players. But has managed to retain a few foreigners. I don't know how they'll play. But I expect them to be somewhere there in the middle. As for Neroka, it's an interesting. Manuel Vettemeres Weil was the first coach of Aizol in the I-League, first division. And they played a really good style of football, although not very good for results. But the, the, the play was eye-catching. And look, Halit Jamil actually reaped the benefits of that in his next season. So, I'm expecting that Manuel will play the same way in Neroka. Under this, they were a bit rigid at times last season, but they were able to scrape results. But under Manuel, I think if they can combine the both grit and style, I actually think we might see something interesting from Herokar this time. Well, Orko, you don't sound much optimistic of Northeast chances. I, I would like to ask Sandeep here. Sandeep, these are the teams with who, with their backs to the wall, have provided us with some quality football, some entertaining football over the past few seasons. Do you see them do that again this time around? Well, again, like Orko said, uh, my love for the Northeast team is also quite well documented. Uh, so, I hope they can. Uh, in Naroka, I think they have signed the Katsumi Yusa, which, uh, which is like a statement signing if, as far as I am concerned because now, normally that the, the profile of the player is very high. Generally, they are the sides that bring in players who then leave and go on to be bigger players elsewhere. So, it's nice to see it happen in reverse. Uh, but I have to agree with what uh, Orko, has, uh, Orko has said so far. So, uh, you know, it's going to be difficult for them. Actually, I think it's going to be difficult for anybody to challenge the Kolkata side, especially Mohan Bagan. Uh, maybe on Twitter they can, but beyond that, I, I doubt it. 
Well, I I see how you're consciously making an attempt to get Orko's name right every single time you mention him. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, uh, from a club making a statement by signing Katsumi Uzai to to a players who want to make a statement in this times I League and hope for a better future for them in football, Indian Arrows and a certain Churchill Brothers, the only team from the west side of the country, who wants to take this? Orko, you or Sandeep, it's you. Who is the one? So, Naveen. There, there's a lot of chatter around Churchill Brothers. The fact that they've, uh, you know, rebuilt their squad. They've actually been rebuilding the squad for two months before they were reinstated. So obviously this was in the pipeline. And they've defeated FC Goa in a friendly recently. And trust me, it's not difficult. It's not easy. I'm sorry to beat FC Goa at home. I actually, like I said, I, I at the start of the program I said Churchill were one of my dark horses. I stand by that. As for the Indian arrows, uh, I'd let, let Sandeep chip in. But for me, my two cents, I think Floyd Pinto is a very different coach as compared to, you know, Louis Norton de Matos. I watched Floyd Pinto's arrows dismantle Lajong Greenhill at the Ambedkar Stadium last season. I think he's somebody who injects his players with confidence, who trusts his players. And this approach can be really fruitful or can be really disastrous. Like you can score a lot more and you can concede a lot more at the same time. So I think they're going to be definitely more exciting. Well, that was Orko's two cents and a little more if I would say. Sandeep, coming to you, what do you make of Arrow's squad this time around? And they have an Indian coach, Flight Punter, like Orko mentioned. Yeah, it's always nice uh, when the Indian coach is someone leading the club, you know, from the front. Uh, I'm a big fan of that part. But uh, as Orko just mentioned, it's uh, the last year you saw them play a lot of the time. I remember especially against Bagan, uh, it was, I think, 1-1 and they lost towards the end of the game. You could see the nervousness coming through the players, the 17-year-olds who did not have much time in men's football. They played in the age group football as such. And you could just see them going back and further, further behind into their own box and it looked kind of inevitable that they'd lose. Uh, so, I, one year that they've had and the exposure to us or whatever they've gone through, and the new under-16 players coming in who had a decent outing now. So they can all add some steel into the team. And again, like uh, like mentioned before, that Floyd Pinto, he seems to be in one of the coaches in India who has potentially has a bright future ahead of him. We already had uh, other coaches, Viviano, who was already there, who's gone through the ranks. Now the Floyd Pinto is the next one. So hopefully he can have a good run. And uh, maybe even go into the national team in maybe five, six years, uh, in five, six years' time. As far as the team is concerned, I, I think they have lost few players uh, from last season. They have gone on to the ISL teams, a few of them. So hopefully that will not deter them too much. Uh, but for sure, I expect better, better results than last season, for sure, absolutely. Well, guys, that about the teams that will be participating in this time's I-League. But before I let you go... Just putting you on the hot seat, who do you think is lifting that I-League trophy this time around? Sandeep, you're first. Uh, Bagan. Bagan for Sandeep. Orko, what do you think? Bagan is winning it or do you have some other team in mind? Mohan Bagan with Churchill Brothers and Chennai City as dark horses for me. Okay, that's quite a prediction there. Let's see if Bagan can finally win the title or will we see someone new this time around? Thanks a lot, guys, for joining it. Sandeep, you're staying because we are moving into ISL discussion after this break. But Orko, thanks a lot for joining us on this I-League discussion. It was great having you on the show. Thank you, Naveen. Thank you, Sandeep, for an amazing discussion. Hope to see you guys next time. 
Obviously, Delhi has a lot of work to do. Uh, basically, that is the first thing that uh, comes to your mind. Considering the money they spend, considering the players they have in Mihailovic and others, they really should be doing better. Uh, to be honest, I expected uh, them to start much better than this, with because the new coach uh, Joseph Gambio, who has proven credentials. But I think you have to give it to uh, give him some time as well, because you know he's a new new manager coming in. People have to learn his system and all of that because. I think in in the matter of speaking, we touched on this earlier. The Indian football's you know obsession with being uh, kind of like Spaniards, you know, possession football, turn, touch, and all these kind of things. It takes time for that to happen. So uh, I don't expect them to do spectacular in the first season at least. Hopefully, they can do better next season. But uh, in speaking about the game itself, Blasters game, I think Blasters probably should have won that game. Uh, Again, I don't know what that says about them because they have managed to draw twice now in games that they should have won. I think they drew against Mumbai also before the international break, so uh, they have a lot of work to do. And uh, ATK, ATK again going hot and cold. Uh, they did well there, I know, and but they drew the next match with Jamshedpur. Uh, Balwant for the the goal that he scored against uh, Delhi Dynamos in the in the two one win. I think. the timing of that is pretty interesting because we were just having discussions about you know jj not uh, coming out and performing like he used to and uh, whether as a striker he's not someone who's involved a lot he's great at linking up in one touch two touch but if you don't have the ball for long periods of time he has the tendency to disappear from matches so balwan could potentially prove to be a good the first choice uh, center forward because i know he's playing a little wide now but uh, from that goal which constantine was watching from the stand uh, it was a great goal a very you know presence of mind to cut inside and a great finish as well and if he can continue to do that which he did not in the very next game uh, maybe he will potentially be in the first the starting lineup for the asian cup well balwan going all guns blazing for atk there but that didn't help because they were held by jamshedpur in the very next game But the other Indian striker in the reckoning year is JJ Lalpekloa. His team Chennai FC is having a torrid time, Nathan, losing to North East United in a high-scoring affair. Yeah, um, without a doubt, that was the best game of the season so far. Chennai got out of blocks, full guns blazing. They were, they got a two-goal lead in the first ten minutes, and I thought that they had finally got out of their rut and they would turn things around. But then. up stepped you know bathmelo ogbeche what a hat trick that was 10 minutes 3 quite brilliant finishes i have to say and uh, but on the whole naughty deserved that result they look a completely formidable team this year under ilko shatori i think they're second to bangalore if i'm not mistaken in the league table but uh, good for north north east united but uh, plenty of problems for chennai nfc there plenty of problem there but the problems don't end with their defense alone Strikers, those strikers are getting goal. It's not an Indian guy. They're a guy which we are usually used to seeing. JJ is not firing at all. Not a good news for the national team, a team that is preparing for the Asian Cup. Yeah, uh, I wasn't surprised to see JJ dropped for the game against Northeast. Uh, I thought Carlos Solom was fairly decent. Uh, he did contribute with 
the goals which Chennai scored. Toy Singh was also pretty instrumental. He scored a brace. Uh, and I think JJ was brought on during the last 20 minutes or so. And again, he failed to make an impact. He did get one decent opportunity in the last five minutes or so of the game. But uh, again, he's very short on confidence. He doesn't look like his former self. And he really needs to sort things out before uh, India play the AFC Cup in January. Yeah, I just have wanted to add something on to that. Uh, is the performances of uh, Rowling, who has now consisted the, the last three games, he's shown that he's back to what he used to be before the injury. Uh, again, he, I, if you look at it, it is an own goal from him that was the opener for Chelsea. I'm sorry. For Chelsea, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're, too, you're getting carried away by the Premier League here. Too much of Premier League happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, if you see the opening goal for Tennai, was uh, an own goal from Rowland. And then for him to come back uh, and score the winner, that shows character that he has. And he always had the legs to run in the field. That is why Constantine liked him in the first place. And he's added more creativity. He's added assists and he's had goals uh, to his game now. So if he continues to perform like this in the next uh, international window, if he's not in the team, it's a travesty. Well, one guy who's definitely looking himself is Sunil Chetri. A brace against FC Pune City. Uh, overall, I thought in the last in the Pune match, Bangalore was very accomplished, but they were made to look better than they were because Pune was just uh, terrible. Their defense was all over the place. They Bangalore probably should have scored more, but the score, Dimas. I I always see this if a fully fit Dimas is playing and he's not playing as a holding midfielder, which Eric was kind of uh, sitting a little bit deeper. He is always going to run in behind the striker and provide you with an option. So, he's a threat there. And the passes that he plays, the first pass for uh, Chetri's goal, that was a great pass. And then Miku showed his class with a very innocuous-looking clearance, which he made just using strength. He made it into a chance and one phenomenal finish. So, altogether, I think they played well. Pune, Alfaro was running around. No end product. Marcelino wasn't there. The two, three chances they had, Gurpreet was immense in goal keep, goalkeeping. So, I, I think it was a pretty easy win for them. And Pune really, really need to solve the defensive issues, which is something uh, Miguel Angol Portugal has dealt with in Delhi as well. So, he really needs to show up, show up that part of the game. Well, Nathan, coming to you, uh, Pune's problems was not restricted to the Bengaluru game alone. A few days before that, they had that Maharashtra derby when they were up against Mumbai City FC. That game also did not go as a plan for Portugal, losing that tight 2-0. Yeah, um, to be honest, Pune have been quite abysmal so far in this uh, league campaign. I think Pune and Chennai have been the worst team so far. If you look at the game against Mumbai, they were pretty shambolic. Uh, obviously, Marcelino didn't play the whole game, but even then, uh, they they were pretty toothless in attack and they barely created any meaningful chances. In defence as well, it was in com- complete shambles. Their goalkeeper wasn't doing them any favours. If you saw the first goal, which Modu Sogo scored, uh, Vishal Kate should have really done better with the cross from Pablo Morgado. He completely misjudged it. Ball hit the post, fell directly to Sogo to tap home the goal. So, all in all, a very poor performance from Pune. Miguel Portugal, I don't think he's learned from his mistakes in Delhi. Um, The defence with Delhi last season was uh, abysmal. You look at Pune this season, it's even worse. And in attack as well, uh, Alfaro doesn't seem to be coming up with the goals which he had last season. Marcinho, I know he just come back uh, after suspension, but uh, he, I thought he was pretty decent against Bangalore. He did have a few shots. He did create something of value for Pune. But um, 
looking at yesterday's game in particular it felt like men versus boys honestly miku just uh, easily ran past their defenders without any proper challenges sunil chetri found gaping holes in their defense so yeah you got plenty of problems for pune going forward in the season well then that game between fc pune city and mumbai city fc also gave us a lot to talk about something that we have loved talking about on injury time refereeing howlers santosh kumar one of once again being the part of the joke there uh, what do you make of the standard of refereeing in the league so far uh, well it started off well i think the first week the the referees were pretty good they made some really good decisions but uh, for the second week there were a couple of matches where the decisions made were quite poor especially in this mumbai pune game uh, the penalty awarded to mumbai in the last minute uh, i think it was isoko who was fouled so it, i think that was a blatant dive it is so obvious the way he fell down it is so theatrical and i can't believe the referee didn't spot that as well clear daylight between the ball the attacker and the defender and the referee chose to give it as a penalty yes but uh, ultimately justice was served vishal kate made a splendid save of lucian govan's spot kick but uh, i think there was another game where the referee decisions were pretty questionable but uh, hopefully the standards improve as we progress into the season well that's a hope that we've been having for quite some time not only in the isl but in indian football at large we can still hope that refereeing standards in the country will go up as the time passes well guys that's all to discuss on this episode of injury time but we are not done yet we got a few questions from our listeners sandeep you are up for this listeners have questions about the i league about the isl and indian football in general okay sandeep coming to you first then abhinandan mukherjee is asking which team can be the dark horse this season in the i league who's your pick sandeep well uh, orko touched on this earlier churchill brothers and uh, chennai city for him but you know i last 3 4 years we have seen these dark horses win so i don't know if it's the right thing to call them dark horses anymore but uh, i honestly i cannot see anybody other than uh, bagan maybe eastern gold challenging for the title there the dark horses i i think i'll just go with uh, what arka said or ko said sorry again trying consciously to get the name right <laughs> yes because i am a mallu so that it doesn't come easily to me so <laughs> yeah but bayan uh, raj i think it's bagan who's going to be head and shoulders above everyone all right moving on the next question nitin this is for you do you think miko is one of the best strikers in india today uh yes stages has got a very valid question but a very easy question to answer as well without a shadow of doubt miku is one of the best if not the best striker in the isl at the moment uh just looking at yesterday's game he was quite influential so the one thing i like about miku is it's not just the goals that he comes up with he contributes a lot in attack as well if you see his link up play with sunil chetri they they're able to bypass defenders quite easily and their link up play is very influential to the side so miku his finishing his off the ball movement i think that's what separates him from the rest of the strikers in the league and yes uh, in my opinion he is the best foreign striker in the league uh, with regards to the best overall striker i would have to decide between chetri and miku but uh, that's for another day well bengaluru fans will be happy listening to this Nathan has to decide between Chetri and Miku two two guys who play for the same club okay moving on Sandeep the next one's for you this one comes from Ashwin the Gopinath quite a long question this he's asking as a podcast we discusses a lot about tactics in use which team do you think is playing chess this season while others are playing carrom 
Do you know what he's talking about? Okay, I don't know how to <laughs> answer that. Well, it's all up to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I personally enjoy watching uh, Northeast the most this season because uh, I think Elko Shatori, who previously had stints in India, most notably with East Bengal, and I remember covering that match when uh, East Bengal, he was his East Bengal came to Bangalore and played some five years ago. Uh, it was a good match, and he is quite underrated because he is a character, right? Uh, you know, waving his arms and the way he talks, you know, all those kind of things, and the quotes that he gives to the journalists, he is quite a character. But he's actually very tactically smart as well. And if you see those goals against uh, Chennai, they've scored all kinds of goals. They scored one uh, that went right through. They went one from the side. They had one where the they won the second ball that was a winner from Dolan. So they do everything quite well. They have a spectacular striker who is just uh, an absolute beast. He can run. He can you know control. He can. He's, he's strong. He's got everything in his locker. So I think I would say Northeast simply because uh, they are the most interesting team for me to watch. Uh, it was a, I don't know. I don't think they'll concede three goals like that again, which is not really not their kind of football. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Um, so far, my favorite team has been Northeast. Although, I would... Uh, it's surprising because I'm from Chennai and they just beat Chennai quite comfortably. So, uh, But having said that, Northeast have played some exceptional football. They got some really good players on show. You got Ogbeche. Borges is playing very well. And there's a kind of sadness in your voice. Yes, I know. Coming from a Chennai fan, it hurts me to say this, but uh, <laughs> you have to say it rude at times. Also, the mentality of that team to go to Chennai, go 2 0 down, then go 3 1 down, and then still come back, you know, equalize before the half time, and then come back in the second half and beat them. And Chennai is not an easy place to go and win a match. Yeah, it's pretty hot out there. Yeah, that just takes it. That just takes the cake. I think that is by far the best performance or best match that we've seen in the league so far. Okay, uh, Naveen, we've got one last question for today and this is for you. Will I-League get more publicity than ISL if RKFC finish at the top of the points table? And this is coming from Naved Ahmed. Okay, Naved, thanks a lot for that question. RKFC, I think he's uh, mentioning there is a real, real Kashmir FC, a team that is from Kashmir playing in the I-League this time round. Well, I hope... Ali gets enough publicity because you don't often see a team from Kashmir playing on national television, do you? So, this is something that iLeague should make a lot of and try to get as much publicity as you can. But it all falls down to what the federation, what the league wants at the end of the day. Are they still mulling over the plan of going on with iLeague being the premier domestic competition of the country? Or is ISL taking over like most of us think it would going down the line? It all depends on that, but... Having said that, this season, matches in Kashmir will be tremendously interesting to watch. Not only because of the climate and the weather that it provides, but also the craze that a game of football has in Kashmir. Of what I've heard from people who have travelled to Kashmir for games in the past, be it Santosh Trophy or be it any other football match, people do turn out in numbers. And the club management, the real Kashmir club management, has done good enough job to get the stadium there up and running. So, it would be interesting to see a full house when... Real Kashmir plays their first home game in a few days' time. Before we wrap up, it's just ideal to just thank both our panellists. Nitin, thanks a lot for joining us in the second part of the show to discuss ISL. 
Yeah, Naveen, thanks for having me over. It was a great pleasure talking about the ISL. Not so much about the I-League, but uh, thanks anyway. Sandeep, thanks a lot for staying with us throughout the show. It was great to hear from you on both I-League, ISL and other aspects of the game in India. Yeah, thanks for having me. I missed uh, last week, so nice to be back. Yes, nice to have you back. So guys, thanks a lot for being there throughout the journey. And until we get you the next episode of Injury Time next time round, have a great week and enjoy the game.